Welcome to Sugar We're Going Down Podcasting, a Fallout Boy podcast where we go track by random ass track until we die. My name is Caitlin, and joining me until we die is Joe. Hello, everybody. I'm I'm really excited. You know, I've been so exhausted by all these Fallout Boy songs. We just did Cork Tree, and I'm just you know what? We t- we're taking a break, talking about a completely unproblematic artist this week. Talking about a song called Thriller. Surely y'all know it. Great iconic video with the dancing zombies. <laughs> <laughs> also, Riley is here. Oh yeah. <laughs> I also am here. I I know people said I would never be on another episode. Who said that? But I I, I want to dedicate this this podcast episode to to anybody else that people said couldn't be on another episode to 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 fans that that listen to these episodes nobody listens to the show while everyone else is like setting up to enjoy these episodes welcome it's here jay-z voice hi hello good bit <laughs> solid bit thank you thriller the guitar crunch that could flatten the universe it's finally time we're here uh the opening track of uh objectively perfect album finity on high mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. featuring jay-z yeah, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> it was 2007. Jay-Z was just fucking doing shit. Pete Wentz, uh, Pete Wentz loved to work with his inspirations. There's a Kanye West remix of, I can never, I think it's Arms Race. I can never fucking remember which song he remixed. I just remember oh. that Kanye West is somewhere on the record saying, pants so tight that your nuts fall out, boy. Um. I think about it, it haunts me. It's like Pete falling out the window, plays on loop. <laughs> I can't escape. Oh, I'm a, my I'm God. A, I am a... Damaged man. (laughs) (laughs) Joe says, and I come to you, a broken man. Completely shattered. (laughs) The first time I heard this song, I had downloaded it off of LimeWire, and it didn't have the Jay-Z verse at the beginning, the Jay-Z intro. It was like a demo. I think it had an extra verse in it, too. Or And, like, I... That was what I knew for the longest time. And then I like got Infinity on High, or my cousin got it, and I listened to it, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Because <laughs> it had Jay-Z at the top, and I've never mm-hmm. been able to find the version that I had downloaded. But, like... Gotta break out LimeWire. Took me a long time. Gotta get to, sunshine like, in a bag.mp3 back. Exactly. <laughs> Gotta get Part of Me by Sum 41. <laughs> Classics. Exactly. I... Take It All Away by Puddle of Mud. That's probably one that was up there. I'm trying to think of songs that don't have... That, that no one knew the actual title of. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Like every Three Doors Down song? Yeah, <laughs> Superman by Three Doors Down. That's another one, exactly. <laughs> Superman by Puddle of Mud. <laughs> You're uh-huh. like, wait a second. Hold Same on. band. Exactly. I'm I'm a shitty uh, boyfriend by... Uh, uh, I, I was going to say Theory of a Dead Man, uh, which is every song I've ever written, but I started to autofill System of a Down, and I was like... Theory of a Dead Down. <laughs> yeah, the- yeah, System of a Dead Man. <laughs> Which is actually a pretty solid turn That's of phrase. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Thriller. Song rules. Oh yeah, it's good. I really like it. First time I heard it, uh, I think I was convinced that my rip was bad because the guitar is so fucking crunchy. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's a weird thing they went for. It shouldn't work, and it does. <laughs> I think I think the thing that one of the things that makes it work is the the double bass that's under it, like the the bass drum of just the like that. Like it, I think it it fills out the space that the guitar leaves, and like it helps like just enunciate every one of those hits, and it sounds so fucking good on my ears. It works. 
It's good. Um, I think part of the reason Thriller works so well for me is because it's short and sweet and swings into uh, the takeover that breaks over. It's a perfect one-two punch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, killer way to open a record. Um, it, this song, that, talking about that, like those blast beats that come out of nowhere and then swing into the no distortion acoustic playing and Patrick's angelic mm-hmm. voice, uh, singing very long notes, uh, no, no, mm-hmm. no real staccato in that first part. Um, it reminds me of uh, what Chunk No Captain Chunk does, a band that we talked about when Chris was here. <laughs> hey, Chris, we love you. I don't. You're probably not driving listening to this, but um, we love you back. <laughs> you better not be. Go home. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, they and that's the thing that they don't always get right because they go they 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 swing more often and inherently miss more often because they I, I think that they've said verbatim uh, that they define their music as bipolar, which sucks. Um, mm-hmm. But sonically i like that they do it i like that they go back and forth between those harshes and those and those uh and those softer notes um this is easily the best thing like the best time has ever worked for fallout boy even though they they tried it a lot on cork tree and missed a lot on cork tree in my opinion in my humble mm-hmm. onion we just did that xo is is an example of that not working mm-hmm. definitely yeah i i love this is a perfect roll down your windows and scream song like it is like it is the feeling of summertime condensed into a song like of driving with your friends. It is everything I miss right now. And it makes me nostalgic for like, for, for just being able to be in a vehicle with other people. It is like, it is glorious in that way for me. This record is great for that. Mm-hmm. Like, like overall. Yeah, it is. Oh, Infinity on high is a good fucking record. It's a perfect record. Yeah, dare I say perfect. Uh, you dare. I dare. I dare every fucking episode of this show. When I, when I was in elementary school, I, I went into the dare program and I walked away knowing that um, <laughs> Infion High was a perfect record and I dare to yeah. say it now. Thank you. Shout out to, I don't know, Tony the Tiger. What the fuck was that mascot? He surely Thank had you. a name. Was like a dog or something? There was I, a, ti- I there was a lion. It was a lion. There was a lion. I can't. Remember. I remember uh, Officer Lee. I'd say shout out to you, but no, probably not all anymore. Cop, all cops are bastards. <laughs> all cops are bastards. I'm even, s- even, even fucking Tony the Tiger or whatever his name was. It wasn't Tony the Tiger. Tony Stop the tiger. slandering him. Tony the Tiger has never been a cop. Tony the Tiger is just a furry. Leave him alone. <laughs> is it still? Is it still? I know for a while, if you Google Tony the Tiger, one of the first images that showed up was like inflation porn. I don't know if that's still true, and I'm not going to find out. Uh, images? Oh, no. Nope, 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 nope. They got it. Damn. Fucked up. Rip. Pour one out. You see this of an animatronic tonal the tiger here, which is just giving me agita, and a Tony the Tiger Funko Pop. Great. Oh, I've seen the Funko Pop. I fucking hate it. All these things are bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's a 10-inch supersized pop. Oh. More <laughs> awful space on your awful shelf. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They had to fit those those eyes. <laughs> the eyes are always exactly the same. That's kind of the whole thing. <laughs> uh, are there any Fallout Boy Funko Pops? <sighs> Don't. Why are you asking this of me? I see some customs. I see. All right, hold on. First thing I got was uh, Vault Boy from Fallout Boy or from Fallout. I, I game. got that too. I see the custom Patrick. Uh, but more importantly, I see. What is this? Um, soda toys, just an actual set of Fallout Boy action figures. Are those the fucking celebrity deathmatch like 
dolls? I don't know. All I know is that I might spend $250 today. <laughs> oh my god. Imagine on, the dopamine. On f- None. There is none. Uh, but it is four seven-inch very bad-looking pictures of or, or bad figures of Fallout Boy. I'm going to share these with you. There's so much to emotionally take in in this image. It's real bad. Why the fuck? Andy has, like, yaoi hands. More noticeably than the rest of them. Huh. What video huh. is this from? This is really they upsetting. Look, they look so bad. <laughs> this could be any band from 2005. <laughs> why are why are these $250? What is Pete? Why is Pete, like, snarling? Because how are you going to know that he's the edgy Pete boy? I yeah, that's 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 his face. Y'all remember the scene in the beginning of Josie and the Pussycats where Seth Green uh gets picked on for having his face stolen? That's Pete. Pete's doing the face. Everyone's seen this. Josie and the Pussycats. Yes. I... Put it in the Criterion collection. <laughs> I hate it here. Same cinematographer as Requiem for a Dream. Incredible fucking film. Joe. <laughs> It's good. Hey, is everyone okay here? No! Do we need need to take a pause and everyone sit down? (laughs) Is this podcast a cry for help? Fucker, this is like episode 78 of a Fallout Boy podcast. (laughs) This whole thing's been a cry for help. The whole time! This is a good song. It's a great song! (laughs) Then why do you hurt this way? (laughs) Broken man. Joe, I'm reaching out. I have my hand on the screen. I need you to put your hand on the screen too, okay, buddy? Which one? I have two. Put it on the right one. Your hand on the right side of the screen. Okay, I'm doing it. There we go. Do you feel that? No. That's what... (laughs) No, I don't. Do you have your firewall on? I don't know. Probably. This I think. I think so that's stopping. <laughs> I can't punch up the joke anymore. Riley, we have matching tattoos. We should have gone with that. I know. I'm sorry. I'll touch. I don't Good know, job. man. <sighs> oh. Yeah. No, it's a great, great song. Great song. Wonderful. <laughs> great song. Great state of mind here in the studio today. Mm-hmm. It's very unsubtle what it's about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, if you're opening a record and it's like. I think this is the way to do it. You know what I mean? For as long as like being unsubtle and being like, this is my thesis. Yeah, I like when albums have a thesis statement. We're cool now. Mm-hmm. No one liked us before, except for the shout out to the people who did. <laughs> I've had to go uphill both ways forever here in Fallout Boy Town. <laughs> it's always been hard. I truly have suffered more than anybody else. <laughs> That's how I feel mm. making this podcast, actually. <laughs> This podcast is uphill both ways because I have to record it and then edit it. (laughs) (laughs) But I do sometimes get to listen to good songs that I would listen to anyway. Exactly. Like Thriller featuring Jay-Z. What's great about Jay-Z being on this song is that every section of it on Genius.com, please don't sponsor us, uh, is specified that it's Patrick Stump. Like, intro Jay-Z, and then everything else is Patrick Stump's <laughs> name on it. Patrick Stump. Pre-chorus, Patrick Stump. You know, why didn't they get Jay-Z on um, the fucking uh, Folia Do? The big one? Everyone. 
the oh, one the where one that every- has a- Oh, oh everyone! What? What? You want yeah. Jay Z to sing "Thanks for the Memories"? Is that what you're asking yeah, for? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I want. I want Jay Z voice "Thanks for the Memories." <laughs> no, it'd be it would be Kanye auto tuned. Um, which to be fair, if you replaced, oh fuck, what's his the, name? The manager or whatever who was on there. Well, yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, but no, I'm thinking of. There's a part in that song. I was. I remember being very surprised that it was a guest vocalist and not. Patrick doing a weird voice, but I can't remember the idiot's name now. Hold on. Was it the Academy Is Man? No, no, it was it was before that part. Brendan Yuri? Oh, before that part. No, Elvis Costello. Elvis Costello, yes. If you he's fine and all. Uh if you replaced Elvis Costello with auto-tuned Kanye West from the year of our Lord 2008, <laughs> it would sound exactly the same. Like tonally. It would it would not sound any different. You could convince me it is auto-tuned Kanye West now. And I'm kind of surprised that didn't happen, to be completely honest. We could take solace in few things in life, and we must take it where we can get it. That seems like a thing that Pete Wentz would have gone for, because I know he's, or at least was, a big Kanye West fan. Now he seems like he's never going to talk about anything he likes unless it's good for the brand, (laughs) regardless of how he truly feels. But yeah, no, it is, I think this is the first time I've considered how weird it is that Jay-Z is on this song to introduce it like a mixtape, and at no Uh point does any actual verse or writing or Mm -hmm. anything it's it's like a it's like a fucking morning show where it's just like hi my name's jay-z and you're listening to 96.9 the fall 97 rock yeah it's like it's that shit and you're like why are you what (laughs) why are you here it's very bizarre uh i guess i don't know i i don't have a great memory of what these years were like because i'm like does jay-z have a lot of crossover with fallout boys demographic in in the mid-aughts i mean like maybe like maybe radio singles this is blueprint 2 ain't it or is it blueprint it's american gangster so the album that came out with the movie american gangster i mean yeah jay-z was definitely working yeah yeah i'm just trying to figure out what era he's in you know this is right after kingdom come right before the blueprint 3 too many blueprints Blueprint 3 was important in my high school life, but I get it. Yeah, but you gotta collect all 25 to get all the fucking bananas in that game. Shut the fuck up! (laughs) So glad I didn't have to explain that joke. It hit off immediately. No, I know. I know what you're talking about. Are we all kind of deflecting because none of us want to read the the intro? (laughs) (laughs) I don't... Caitlin, whose turn is it? Do you know? I believe it's mine. Okay. Um. All right. So Jay Z voice. Yeah. What you critics said would never happen. We dedicate this album to anybody. People said couldn't make it to the fans that held us down till everybody came around. Welcome. It's here. And then and then come the guitar crunches. Yeah, and it sounds really fucking cool. Universe flattened. It's so good. Like yeah, that's fine. I could I the version without the Jay Z stuff I. I like it better because I don't have to listen to this really kind of weird, like, what the fuck is this doing here? Uh, part of the intro. I don't think it adds anything to the song. Um, and I think just dates it firmly in exactly when it came out. But it's whatever. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, it doesn't add anything for me. It doesn't detract anything either. It just kind of is. I'm just like, yeah, mm-hmm. no, the song is just as good either way. I think I I think yeah they're trying to to create this weird like mixtape aesthetic by having this like introduction the extended reverb on on him saying came around 
uh, adds to that. Is is like the concept of it being like a mixtape aesthetic? Is that to give it like the kind of like this is what you want from our band kind of uh, energy? Because a mixtape, I don't think does so. Because like it's still experimental, interesting stuff, but it's like usually I good. I don't think so. I don't think anything else about the record has that aesthetic other than they go for this intro that is typical of of like that style of mixtape because it i mean after that crunch comes in it's over <laughs> it's yep. now it's a follow-up boy record again we're in a different vibe and and jay-z does come back at the end of the song that's true yeah he says what is it he says let's he young, says young fob fob let's go let's go and then so fucking weird the takeover D- yeah i have to wonder like do you th- is there a copy of this with a verse? Uh, is there a, a, a shelved verse somewhere? I believe I read somewhere that he was on tour when he recorded this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that in the genius here. Yeah, I don't he know if that's on- true. Also, the annotation on Young FOB does say that FOB stands for Fall Out Boy, in case you didn't know. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Hold on, can I just read this verbatim? FOB stands for Fall Out Boy, and they're living while they're young. The song is edited so that the exact second they finish saying Let's Go, the next song on the album appears, and then there's a picture of Jay-Z. <sighs> Perfect. Thanks, guys. What you critics said it never happened. We dedicate this album to anybody verse yeah um i get yeah there's an instrumental intro the first verse is very short so i th- i'll do that with the pre-chorus yeah verse one which is sang by patrick stump don't get it twisted he says <laughs> last summer we took threes across the board but by fall we were a cover story now in stores and then the pre-chorus also by patrick stump make us poster boys for your scene but we are not making an acceptance speech I found the safest place to keep all our old mistakes. Every dot comes refreshing for a journal update. So I read these lyrics earlier and I didn't realize that the threes across the board, like the way I always heard threes across the board is like 
taking a taking like a three point shot in basketball where it's like a, a long like a long range shot that is worth more, but like is like no, they're not talking the like easiest fucking thing in the world. Like three out of five or three out of ten. I don't know. I, I, I'm assuming I five. get that. I get that. But I like the idea of like taking a hard, taking a hard or more difficult shot in order to get more, like to because you think you can to get more points. Like just doing weird heat checks is like in Fallout Boys like wheelhouse of things they would do of like mm-hmm. just like this song has the energy of a heat check of like yeah sure I can't miss anything sure I I I would but say I, that I find that so much less compelling than them saying yeah we weren't as successful last time like i i think mm-hmm. I, I don't know like i feel like i either way it's them calling their shot because it's like mm-hmm. hey we're killing it this time or it's didn't kill it that time but oh boy check out this one <laughs> yeah i, I definitely th- i think it is i think like that makes more sense with the actual song now that i'm reading the lyrics for the first time in my life <laughs> that's a real quick jump too between summer and fall honestly fuck yeah well, it's last summer, so it's 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 a year. Well, I I guess I just I read it as the next the following yeah, season. Yeah, last summer, and then but, but by, by fall, fall. Of that same year. Huh. So is it is it that people didn't like the album, and then the singles dropped, and everyone was like, "Oh yay!" I don't, know. I, I don't fucking know. Whoa. Every dot com's refreshing for a journal update is so fu- is just like what a it's- microcosm. It's yeah, I I love weird little lyrics like that. Um, there's a there's a childish Gambino lyric. It's like all blogs go to heaven. I fucking love that. <laughs> I think about that. It's it's a lyric that shows its age, but in a good way. I'm like, oh yeah, that was yeah, that was that was the game then. It's emblematic of that time. Dead mm-hmm. on. Make us poster boys for your scene, but we are not making an acceptance speech. Po- poster boys for your scene, Riley. Have you seen the Fallout Boy drunk history? What? <laughs> this has been a long running thing on this show that we never bring up because there's a there's a drunk history for Fallout Boy featuring Brendan Yeri of Panic at the Disco. He got drunk, gave an 8-minute drunk history of Fallout Boy. They acted it out um as the show Drunk History does. Uh I, uh, I we've been saving it. I cuz I feel like if we do it then we'll just call it good like there's nothing better than that. Sorry, my my brain is shut down. I've seen it. It's great. I love it. I've referenced it maybe five times in the past few episodes and they all go over Caitlin's head because they haven't seen it. But yeah, I, the reason I ask is because in that video, there is basically a reference to, Hey, can we join your label and, and save the scene? And they're like, there is no fucking scene. Of course you can. And that's, mm-hmm. that's how I read make us poster boys for your scene, where it's just like, yeah, this, all of this is fallout boy now. And it was. Yeah. yeah. There's the, there's the trademark cockiness that like fallout boy can sometimes land very well <laughs> from this point on. I think mm-hmm. I th- I think the cockiness on I mean there's a lot of things that make cork tree messy and uh ineffective for me but I think by this point it's like just cleaned up and effective and they are uh not missing when they're calling their shards they're like this record's perfect and I'm like yeah it actually kind of fucking is mm-hmm. and then Folly mm-hmm. do that it's not that they double down on it but they kind of go in a different direction and I think they land all that yeah. shit pretty well too and then they uh Disappear, never make any more records. <laughs> Weird. I don't know why that... Yeah, it's a bummer. That's a shame. Oh, well. Yeah. I wonder... Yeah, I found the safest place to keep all of our old mistakes. Is that... Does he, is he talking about a blog? That's... 
an interesting idea. I found this place, or, or is it talking about the songs? Like all of our old mistakes are in these songs. That's what I assumed. Uh, that's the thing. I'm like, is safest is safest like sarcastic? Is it like clearly like the safest place is to just put it in a song and let it circulate forever, which is the thing that we complain about all the time on this fucking show. <laughs> I think that I think that works. I think that makes sense. I don't know, but every dot com is refreshing. For the journal update. For a journal update. I guess that could be if it's like a blog where it's like Pete is blogging and people are like refreshing trying to get more of the of the mm-hmm. of the hot fob deets. Yeah, it's 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 the kind of thirst for gossip before there was a ever updating Twitter feed. Yeah. Well and it probably too is tied to like all that shit that was happening with him and that girl. Ashley Simpson? No. Before that. Sorry, I know what we're talking about now. The gray years. The gray yes. years. The gray years. I already didn't like Corchi, but now I don't think I ever can. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I guess it, I, I, I could see it either way. Mm-hmm. But the way Patrick sings every one of these lines fucking rules. <laughs> yeah, I think I think this is when he really just like all of his takes are perfect. Mm-hmm. I think every vocal delivery on this record nails what he's going for. Is there a better feeling than singing the la- like the first lyric to this verse loudly? Uh, yes, the opening of Disloyal Water Buffaloes. They both rule in different vibes. Disloyal, Disloyal is a is a fall song. This is a summer song. You know what I mean? And I, my my body is in is in the is in the need for for summer. My body is perpetually falling down, <laughs> buddy, buddy. I was I was going to say in fall, but I decided to make it sound more. Depressing, <laughs> but I'm I'm a, I'm a very autumnal person, for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like Riley and I are both summer ass bitches. No, nah, I'm a spring. I like spring mm. a lot because mm. it's it's like I have the solace from being free from winter. It is not hot enough that I need to pay out the ass for AC yet, and like See, it's raining a lot. I live in Colorado, so I don't really understand spring. Fair. We don't mm-hmm. really have it. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like winter, winter light, and then summer. Mm-hmm. Imagine a month where it oscillates between forty-five and sixty-five, and Seems it's cloudy. Fake. That's most months here, unfortunately. Seems fake. You know, it's not fake. This chorus. <laughs> I mean, all 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 songs are fake. They're all made up. We can't. I cannot follow you down this path. You gonna read the chorus? Oh, I didn't realize that was what we were stepping into. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought I thought you were trying to push us along because I was like, well, it is Riley's turn. Sure, yeah, you go ahead and read the chorus, bud. <laughs> <laughs> so, so long live the car crash hearts, cry on the couch, and all the poets come to life. Fix me in 45. So long live the car crash hearts, cry on the couch, and all the poets come to life. Fix me in 45. That's the chorus. I love That's the way it. he sings Good chorus. it. It's so fucking good good course great verse uh or great voice i mean um i looked at the annotation for long live the car crash hearts because i've always just been comfortable not knowing what the fuck it means mm-hmm. and i and i see now that it is a reference to a song by the smiths and reading pete wince uh has gone on the record that the smiths are his favorite band tells me way more than i wish i knew about pete wince. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh okay cool i get it now I mean, I'm not a huge Smiths fan, but and I know people who are, and that's cool. I have I have friends who are Smith fans, <laughs> but I mean Morris, he's a piece of shit. 
And I just feel like that tracks for him being Pennywise's favorite band. Mm-hmm. The the Smiths are like the the like they're important. The Smiths and the Cure are like the same in my brain. I think that's fair. I think we're all young enough to say stupid shit like that on this podcast. <laughs> but I get it. Like the thing is, I I do get where you're coming from. I think both and both of those bands. I would say like yeah. I mean like. It may not be for me. I understand that they're like important for certain genres and and uh, and scenes and progressing. I don't remember what I was going to say. I just remember thinking like, there's still a chance I have a Smiths phase at some point because I'm just now getting into Talking Heads, and I'm like, maybe maybe it's going to happen. I don't know. Oh God, <laughs> Talking Heads rule. Oh yeah, I'm not oh Godding that. I'm oh Godding the Smiths. The potential Smiths phase. Yeah. 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 Um. By then, I will have uh, exiled myself from the internet. I think all Jedi. Either die or become hermits. Exactly. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I, that I, is I, science. Um, what do you think "Fix I, Me in Forty Five means? Uh, it's a record. Uh, you can like listening to music calms you down and makes you feel good. And okay. Most records around that time are forty five minutes, right? And sure. So it's fix fix me. Well, there's also all the poets come to, cry on the couch. All the poets come to life. Like that is like it is like you're listening to music. You're vibing. You're being sad. The people you're listening to are coming to life in your like mind and reaching out to you at that moment. Fix me in 45 car crash hearts are like, you're dramatic. You're dry. You are living your life fast and loose. And like, you're being quick with your heart and it is crashing into the wall sometimes. And it's like, you can't look away from it. You can't stop doing it. Yeah. I, it's, it's fun. It's funny when you said that 45 and I was like, Oh yeah, there's also like a type of record called a 45. <laughs> Like on top of just like the the runtime, which is good. I was wondering. I was like, "Is this record forty five minutes?" And I didn't finish it's looking. Forty seven. Forty seven. Okay. Which I'm. Tree was forty three. I'll go on the record saying, "All right, re- all records should be about forty five minutes." No, no record. Mm-hmm. You're. I I had this conversation with the wheels about movie links as well. Like, either make it really short or make it really long. Just make some conscious decision on the length. Don't just jumble together mm-hmm. a collection of songs. It's my argument and why I don't like No Closer to Heaven very much. Um, I think it's a weird length. It's too many songs. Uh, but every, every, every record should either fit on one LP or two. Three sides? Fucking sucks. Irredeemable. <laughs> 90 minutes or three hours? No in between. <laughs> <laughs> I think verse two is basically the only new lyrics left in the song. Actually, oh no! Actually, the pre-chorus is different. I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. How could I forget my literal favorite Fall Out Boy lyric is on the pre-chorus? Uh huh. I've probably said that about other lyrics on this show. Listen, this is just a good song. It's a good fucking song. It's a really fucking. I don't good know. Song. I, I feel like I haven't gotten a word in edgewise in this episode. I I I just, just want to let everyone know that it's a good song, and I don't feel like I get to talk about the things I like on this podcast. This is it. <laughs> Let's all take a moment and just appreciate this fucking song. Like appreciate the song. Appreciate being here with our friends. Uh huh. <laughs> getting to exist. Getting to be perceived by our friends. <laughs> See, yeah, I'm just you're, crying you're and the... Joe saying that they can't talk about the things they like on this Thank you show. for appreciating my joke! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I never I'm get to talk on con- this fucking podcast. Caitlin always railroads me. <laughs> I, I, I'm just fully pivoted into being worried about you. <laughs> It'll get worse when I tell you what my favorite lyric in this song is. <laughs> 
Um, no, I know. I'm yeah, looking at it's, these. It's obvious. It's very obvious. I, I, oof. Being perceived is hard. The mortifying ordeal of being known. The mortifying ordeal of being seen. Mm-hmm. The mortifying ordeal of podcasting. <laughs> That's the name of my memoirs. <laughs> Whose turn is it to continue reading? I believe it's Caitlin. Oh, shit. Yeet. All right, we're on the pre-chorus, yes. We're on the verse two. Verse two, and then I guess the oh, pre-chorus. I can't fucking read. Oh, I, it's, this they is, all okay, say Patrick this Stump. Is very, <laughs> so. This is very strange. <laughs> Don't accidentally read a JC verse instead. Yeah, easy, easy mistake to make. <laughs> it says, "I can take your problems away with a nod and a wave of my hand, because that's just the kind of boy that I am. The only thing I haven't done yet is die." And it's me and my plus one in the afterlife. Krauser won and lost and won again, but our hearts beat for the diehards. Good. I I love it. There's just like I the, I can take your problems away with a nod and a wave of my hand because that's just the kind of boy I am. Matches with the kind of like a the the overconfident vibe of the song and like the chorus being about music, mm-hmm. being about the like uh like we'll come to life, fix you in forty five. Like, yeah. This record really, this record really digs into that, like, look, listen to our music and you'll feel better thing, which is mm-hmm. wild that it works. It's, 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 it's their, their overconfidence, but also it's like overconfidence in being able to help you, which is a weird take for a lot of Fall Out Boy stuff. Because a lot of them there are like, it's not about like helping you. It's about like, I'm so fucking cool. It's like, uh, it's fucking emergent design. <laughs> like they, mm-hmm. like Pete is writing songs about his own bullshit. Uh, and people are like, fuck, that got me through hardships. And Pete's like, fuck, I helped people through hardships. That's the coolest <laughs> thing in the whole fucking world. And he writes this song and he writes these songs about like, uh, we're going to give you umbrellas on the insides. I always I always pull that lyric because it's, it's the best example of it. But it's yeah, it's very strange. It's very it, it is quite literally a thing that like they didn't set out to do <laughs> and then happened and owned so thoroughly. And. I feel like if this record was just a little bit not as good, it, the whole thing would fall apart. But because it is all killer, it lands perfectly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You could say it's all killer, no filler. I could! <laughs> but that's a Sum 41 record. Yes. <laughs> Which I think is okay. I don't remember. I don't remember their records. I remember their singles. Uh, I don't love all killer, no filler all the way through. Um, I prefer... Ironic. Um, the next one, which is more... Um, how they went back and forth between like a metal pop punk and a pop pop punk band. Um, it's very weird that I, they had the exact same arc as the the Offspring. It's very strange. Yeah. Huh. Weird. Although I think I think the Offspring kind of did it better, which is I don't like that band, that's, but hmm, that's interesting. What did I? Because I, I compared I, these two bands. That that you that you like the Offspring's take on it better. I I, I like um. I I just think Sum Forty One sounds so much more generic when they switch into the. The hard rock metal tones, whereas, like, the Offspring still have a weird take on their shit. Like, fucking Dance Fucker Dance. That's, that, somehow I've never made that reference with Dimmix before. Probably because nobody listens that... to the Offspring in the year of our Lord 2020, but. <laughs> I, hmm. This is a different podcast I need to now. Um... I know, I need to unpack that, because I, <laughs> but, yes, Fall Out Boy. I'm talking, I mean, I'm talking about bands I listen to a lot in high school and do not care about now. <laughs> But mm-hmm. that's where I am too. <laughs> I'm like, I know I have feelings on this band, but I can't like bring sure. up thoughts right now. Caitlin, I'm sure you're very invested in pop punk bands of 
the mid two thousands, the offspring in some forty one. Um, the only thing I have to say about the offspring is that I went to a big gig here that they were headlining because my friend wanted to see Paramore, and then we saw Paramore and we left on so the same the ticket. Mm-hmm. What fucking year? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Was it just those two? Was there another band, like, in between? Oh, yeah. No, there were multiple bands. Oh, was they it, like, did... a festival? Yeah, it's, okay. like, um, yeah. The Outdoor Amphitheater and, like, one of the radio stations has, like, a festival every summer. And the first one I went to, uh, the two big bands were Paramore and The Offspring, and we left after Paramore. Yeah, that sounds like a good way to go. Very strange ticket to still put them together. I don't know. Some Some bands will tour with completely off the wall shit because they're like they don't sound like us or fit the tone at all but i want y'all to hear them which i respect and don't always like to hear <laughs> which is to say i've seen a thrash metal band open for the protoman um i've also seen a ska <laughs> band open for the protoman fucking wow. wild joe tell me about your favorite lyric well <laughs> uh my favorite <laughs> my favorite lyric very unsurprisingly is the only thing i haven't done yet is die um, mm-hmm. it's my favorite <laughs> distillation of Pete Wentz's exact complex of, mm-hmm. I'm so great at everything, I have achieved everything, and one day I will die, but I don't think I entirely believe death is real. <laughs> like, cause he, cause there's also, uh, on, I think it's on the first record where he's like, I've read, I've read about the afterlife, but I've never really lived. Like, shit like that, mm-hmm. that he writes about. I think he gets, he gets less existential with the years, which I think is... Why well, I just kind of stopped caring about his lyricism after uh, they stopped making music in uh, 2009. Um, but it's great. I love that lyric. I think it's I think it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's that's it. That's that. Ex- that's an exact complex of wanting to achieve everything to the fullest form that Pete Wentz struggles with and pub- struggles with publicly in his lyricism. Mm-hmm. And that that comes into the fucking car crash hearts, right? Because, like, if you want to do everything and you want to do it big, like, you want to die big, right? And that's, like, that's Mm -hmm. Pete Wentz, then. That's a car crash heart. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's similar to the aforementioned Sell Out My Funeral. Only, I think, that song has a a very different, like, Mm -hmm. resolution, because it ends on, like, it's kind of saying that that mentality is deeply flawed it's it's like that that song ends on my my favorite thing dan's ever written which is i just want to know that i could do everything i could with what i was given Mm -hmm. so much more profound than uh yeah then like i i I really like the point of that song but i also out of uh what's the word i don't know i like watching fucked up people get really deep into their shit which is why i am so fascinated by the the obsessiveness that comes from a lyric like the only thing I haven't done yet is die. Mm-hmm. I've seen mm-hmm. the world. He's like, what, 26? He's like, I've done it all. Mm-hmm. All that's left is for me to fucking clock out. And then he writes about that yeah. experience again on 27. Pete Wentz, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, welcome to the podcast, bud. Hey, Joe, would you edit this? Can you clip that for me? Just Can you add that to my, the, Riley, my heart? Riley, will you add that to your soundboard? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I would need to stop the recording to do that right now. Not now, but, but <laughs> when I, I'll, I'll cut it out and I'll send it to you, and you can just yeah, whenever you need it. Thank you, thank you. I can take your 
Yeah. Song shreds. Chorus plays again. The bridge is just long live the car crash. Hearts repeated. Patrick sings part of the chorus again before Jay-Z says he he woo. And then uh, he says young FOB. Let's go. Song's over. Take over the breaks over. Shreds. Yep. Great song. Yeah. Rules. Love it. No video. They did one for a takeover instead. Which is probably for the best. That's more of a song. That's more of like a traditional single. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, good shit. Yeah. <laughs> they probably opened. I don't. I don't know. The thing is, like, I've, I've talked about how Fall Out Boy has almost consistently like incredible album closers. I feel pretty similarly about their openers. Like, I think they really know how to start and end a record. Mm-hmm. Two thousand seven and two thousand eight, or not nine? Yeah, I think Fall Out Boy is nine. These two records are the best at, like, being consistent in between those points. Mm-hmm. But even when they, you know, start dropping the ball on that, in my, in my humble onions, uh, still nail the, the opening and closing. I think the, the Phoenix Shreds, what's the other one? Fe- oh, uh, Irresistible. Good Irresistible's slow. one of their best songs, period. <laughs> wow, that one. Yeah. That's- that's a fucking opener? Jesus. Yeah, rules. no, it completely rules. Yeah. Well, we talked about this on Disloyal, yeah? Like, yeah, because yes, uh, Disloyal's they're... the other one, and then uh, even... I, I had to eventually come around to Stay Frosty, but um, I like that song, too. Yeah. The yeah. only the only closer I don't really like is Save Rock and Roll at this point. Even though it's like it's like kind of a highlight on that record, I just... After digging into it on this podcast, I'm just like, man, I don't actually think I like this song very much at all. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a long time ago. I just, I, I just always think of uh, Wheels doing a very funny impression of Elton John singing Simpsons. <laughs> yep, yep. I think uh, that's that's up there with the the Pete falling out the window loop, and the Kanye West lyric. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a lot of things that kind of play on loop in my brain. I think it's, I think it's why I'm deteriorating. It's just things keep playing. Like I, my my brain has autoplay on gifts on, and I can't find the off switch. <laughs> Which I mean, that's that's ADHD, baby. But at that, that's the that's the that's the other. Well, what a great podcast episode we've recorded here today. We've done it, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we sure as shit did it, Riley. I definitely did not uh, prep you on. I a just want to sell out my funeral. Is, is the pairing, pairing we decided on as we were recording? Sure. Fair enough. Good song. Good song. And I don't think it's on the playlist already. There's there's a lot of wonder years on it, but I don't think that one is. Well, there now now we got it. Now there will be whenever it is this episode comes out a Wednesday, <laughs> I think two weeks because I think we have one in between now and then. Uh, great, yeah. So pairing playlist every every week I put a non Fall Out Boy song on there, or sometimes our guest does. Uh, Caitlin's on a few, but it's there's a link to it in the show notes, or you can search uh, FOB Cast on Spotify. It's all one word. Uh, Riley, thank you so much for joining us. Where could people who don't already know all of your shit, where could they find your shit? You can find me on Twitter at RevRyeBread. That's Rev like Reverend RyeBread like Rye. Bread. I do some podcasts. They're here or at uh, Off the Table on Cape Lorelei. Yeah, you can find my games at linksmithgames.com. Hell yeah. Yes, Joe. Where can people find you on the internet? People 
can find me on twitter.com at cg and eight r's or over on uppercutcrit.com how wonderful <laughs> you can find myself on social media ghost of joe ghost of jo uh and i make a couple other podcasts um trying to think of what's going on right now i think this is coming out the same week as the die buster episode of nervous rex i'm excited to rewatch that anime and talk about it with a special guest and chris i don't think chris is gonna like die buster very much uh but <laughs> i'm still excited to talk about it i like it i just finished the end of evangelion episode and it was it was a, a pleasure to listen to that was that's yeah that's probably uh on the top 10 list of all the things i've made is that episode of podcasting you you have a very good conversation about what i can't imagine is an easy thing to talk about no <laughs> it's not an easy thing to watch dude but yeah thank you I, i'm really proud of that episode um but yeah so we're digging into other evangelion adjacent things um and then we'll dig into the rebuilds after die buster but yeah so that podcast is called nervous rex it's on the same network as this one you can find all the shows on the network at the orange groves.com what else uh oh, yeah what else dude twitter SWGD pod? Yeah, sometimes we tweet from there. Thank you to the people who did tweet us acronyms. I appreciate it. I laughed. <laughs> Is that all the shit to plug? I guess there's the Discord server. You can join the links at the website, theorangegoves.com. Come uh, chat about this show or the other shows or uh, not podcasts, believe it or not. I think that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yes, Joe. Is this more than you bargained for yet? No, I know what to expect when I spend multiple hours with Riley in a day. <laughs> you should try. Uh, you should try spending ten consecutively. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did. No, we aren't at ten yet, buddy. We gotta go. <laughs> did, wasn't our stream like twelve hours? Oh. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I'm here with two of my best friends that have spent very long amounts of time with me creating content. <laughs> like, we, we haven't gotten to do it in person yet, but I have mm -hmm. heard Riley's voice for 12 hours straight. It's a rare gift. I had a good time. Podcast is over. Go home. Listen to something Podcast else. Podcast is over. There's other shows. Go check out Blank Check. It's pretty good. This one's, this one's <laughs> over now. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>